Welcome to the K-pop cast, bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-pop. And this week, we are giving you K-pop song recommendations as well as the Jackson Wang experience. I am your host. I'm PD and Michaela. Hello, everybody. But I am not alone today. I'm joined first by Ashley. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you probably already know her. It's Virginia. Hello, everyone. Yes, welcome back. Before we get started, guys, don't forget to check out our Slack channel and newsletter. Links to both will be in the description. And so let's move on to our hit replays. Hit replays are our K-pop song recommendations. We give you each episode songs which we are simply the best based on our highly opinionated, self-appointed expertise. That's why they are the greatest. So... First, <laughs> we're going to move on to actually Jay's hit replay recommendation. She unfortunately couldn't be here, but her hit replay is actually Itzy's Racer. Firstly, she says she's sorry she couldn't be here. She lost her voice, so that's she wasn't able to, to come on the podcast today. But she says this is a banger clanger. Itzy is known for their noisy style, and it definitely falls in their signature style. And the song is all about being number one and at the top, and they're going to keep going, which I agree. I feel like Itzy is like really at the top of their game right now, especially after seeing them perform at KCON. Just the energy in the room was amazing when they were on stage. I really enjoy them. Right? Yeah. Same. Same. She also, I also wanted to note, she says that this should have been the title track from the Checkmate album because it's just so catchy and, again, just loves all the noisiness of the sound, which we talk a lot about this, that most people don't know what noise music is. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but the, while this isn't necessarily noise music, it's definitely that kind of, like, banger, clanger, just sound that you, you really like from them. Hit, hit, breaking records on, I'm a race. to our next hit replay Ashley what is your hit replay for this week while everybody is all in the current times I am trapped <laughs> back in time <laughs> I have been listening to Miss A Only You they are a throwback from 2015 it's a yeah. disbanded girl group from JYP Entertainment yeah. also from JYP I'm gonna yes. see a friend here <laughs> yes <laughs> and I mean to this day the song is still catchy and plays in favor of an empowered woman but the videos filmed in a way that could be a little a little interesting in the beginning but overall it's you watch Watching the women getting prepared for a party. So some parts of the video didn't age well, but the song is still spot on. Tell me. 
this this one it was, it was always interesting this because i i really enjoyed this comeback when it came out but it was so interesting seeing them go from i don't need a man to if you which is like all about like like because like you said in the music video you're you're very much from the male gaze through Completely. the whole music video which <laughs> it just it's a 180 from the I don't need a man concept where it's like, I'm happy on myself. I got my own things. I don't need to worry about like what a man thinks about me. Where to this is like all that. And I'm a mess because I rock with both. But, <laughs> but I just, I love, I love the, it's not even catty in the chorus. I'm not a chorus. I'm sorry. The verses. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they are so aware of like, yeah, I know who I am. I got male friends and whatnot, but I'm picking you. Like it's a privilege for you to oh, be picked yeah. by me and that's just it's hilarious but it's it works so well I mean that's the way it should be really <laughs> full agreement <laughs> full agreement <laughs> yeah but Virginia what is your hit replay for this week so I know we're discussing Jackson Wang yeah and uh, it, my hit replay uh, other than the title songs uh, well, not the title songs but like the three pre-release tracks mm-hmm. it's uh, Drive It Like You Stole It and uh it's not that deep. I think it's about a one night stand. <laughs> the premise is he sees a hot girl in a red dress and then he's going to have her drive his red car. <laughs> so <stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> like, he throws her the keys and says, you better drive it like you stole it. So I presume it means like a bat out of hell or something, right? Like, that's it. That's <laughs> you better drive it like you stole it. The reason why I think it's a hit replay is it's it's, it's like a it's got like it's feel, sounds really like smoky it, the beat the auto tune it's sexy it's the mood there's it's just yeah it's just it's just great it's, I don't always have to be like deep insightful person it's just great <laughs> drive it like you stole it I don't I don't know what that means really but. There's a possibility he might not know either. I mean, I, right? I, he's 28, so he more than likely does. But the, the majority of the people who had a hand in the lyrics of this album mm-hmm. were foreign songwriters anyway. So <laughs> they might know what it could mean. And I'm not saying he's just naive and has no idea, but right, he might right, right. not have an idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jackson Wade knows what it's like for someone to drive him. Like they stole it, <laughs> but that's that's the great thing about art, right? It's all up to interpretation. Like however, however you drive oh, yeah. it <laughs> is however the song was whatever the song means for you. Look, the line right? worked for me. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what does that mean? I want it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah, this this one goes in the in the little the cubby I have of songs with interesting titles that I'm trying to figure out. Like it goes right next to uh, "Baby Want to Dance with a Ghost." Like that. Was, like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Was is that about that colonization? Way. What does it mean? Yeah, this, this is an NCT song. It's an NCT song, and it's like <laughs> uh, okay, perhaps. I mean, there's vampires in the group. That's not what we're talking about. Sorry, <laughs> it's my fanfic that will not let up. <laughs> <laughs> right, but bring it, bring it back to Jackson. I guess my, wrapping it up with my hit replay from this. The Magic Man album, it's Come Alive. Really, I just love, I think this song kind of 
stands out for me in the whole album with his vocalization. Like the way he delivers each line is like really sexy and flirty in an interesting way. And then you have this like soulful organs and this like really groovy bass that just like keeps you going through the whole song. I just keep coming back to it. Like, it's just, I feel like it's it's a great center to the album, too. Like, mm-hmm. you've got the more hype songs at the beginning, mm-hmm. like like the the champagne and the driver, like, you stole it. Right. And the, the blows. And then this is kind of like to that transition in the album where we, like, you know, kind of start to bring it down. And mm-hmm. I, the, the you know, are we, we talking about, like, how, you know, it's all in English. And so not necessarily... Every word has like very like special meaning to it. But in one of the recent interviews that he did with Rolling Stone, he kind of mentions that he's going to make a music video for this song and that it's going to the music video itself is kind of going to be kind of that that ending kind of encompassing all of the whole meaning of the album in it. And it's going to have this like dark and like creepy vibe, but also very humorous which is all my whole aesthetic. So I feel like that's another reason why I, I gravitate toward this song. And so I'm really, I, I love that it was validated by what Jackson said. That's awesome. Because, you know, like, because he's directed or he's been like, he's directed some of his videos, right? And then he's yeah. also, yeah, yeah, like he's just like all the other directors that I've seen of the behind the scenes talk about just how great his vision is and how mm-hmm. thorough it is. And I don't know if you saw like the behinds of Cruel and then the like, it's not necessarily the behind, but it's the, I guess, the blocking videos. Oh, the annotated one where it's like actually the writing on it of saying what's occurring. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like seeing him get dragged yeah. for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so good. I feel like, <laughs> let's say he wants to retire, like singing and stuff. He would be so good as like a music video director or a director in general. Like he just has such a yes. specific vision. And I know we're like going off topic, but in general, like I just really... I really fuck with it. <laughs> I really fuck with Jackson Wang. Team Wang. Yeah. Right. I think that it's time for us to transition to our, our how you how you doing where we're just <laughs> going to talk more about Jackson. <laughs> Cuz if it, at least my my how you doing thing today is Magic Man because one of the reasons why we're having this episode today is because I just really wanted to talk about this album. <laughs> because it it's just I feel like we've been waiting so long for it like blow came out and we've had months and months of kind of like anticipation mm-hmm. for this to come out and so to finally have it i feel like there's just so much to it that we have because we've seen him pre- promoting it for so long and telling yeah. stories about it and now you finally get to see kind of like where those stories match up with those songs and you can you can see kind of where these things are coming from yeah no you're right he had a really long ramp up right cuz he was on Coachella He's doing all the 88 Rising stuff, right? And the, like, I think the Head in the Clouds Festival, he's just 
on like every podcast possible. (laughs) He took over Steezy, (laughs) you know, like it's just everywhere. Yeah. His, his story on the Kinja's podcast made me cry. It It, because he was talking about kind of where sort of magic man comes from, like this concept Mm -hmm. and the, the title of the album. And it really just comes down to, he was just so focused and deep, deep, deep in his you know, just trying to to get everything perfect that he really wasn't taking into account that he was like, pot, you know, his mental health and his, mm-hmm. his physical health. Mm-hmm. And he his producer stops him and is like, hey, we're going to take a second and just talk about what's going on with you because there's definitely something going on and you're not addressing it. Yeah. And how that one moment of being able to talk about your problems with the people you care about was mm. so magical for him because he had never done that before. <laughs> he had oh. never wanted to go to the people in his life with his problems because, you know, he, from his perspective, it didn't seem like that would help him at all. Which, yeah. guys, if, you, if you're struggling, talk to people. Like, if, if you're, it, that's like the first step in being able to heal from a hard time. Mm-hmm. I found the episode really endearing because even with him, publicizing these things it's it's not it's not easy it's nothing easy about hey i'm having a hard ass time and it is out of character and out of everything that i've ever known about myself but it also the other side of that the the drive and, and energy to work that hard when will this man sleep like he's not had a legitimate real down moment in eight years at, at bare minimum, a couple of days, maybe a few right. weeks in between albums or promotions or appearances. It's just, it's a lot. So I, I do worry about where the magic is going to be involved in hiding him from the rest of us so that he can mm. rejuvenate. He probably is of the like mindset of we'll sleep when we're dead, right? Like there's Oof. that. Yeah, but that's scary. And right? been there, because, done like, that. Don't die so early, right? Yep, <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. But I, I wonder a lot of it too is like, I, you're like uh, when Michaela was talking about how he, you know, was doesn't talk to people about his struggles. Um, I'm always reminded of that episode where they surprise him with his parents <sighs> and, and oh, roommates. Yeah. In the yeah. roommate season two, where where they have a Christmas special, yeah, and they JYP brings his mom out from I think she was in Hong Kong at the time, yeah, and he and he hadn't seen her in like what three to five years, yeah, like since he became a trainee or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and like even thinking about it, I get all like choked up, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and so it's just that like he probably had to compartmentalize himself so much like for training and like learning a new language, learning new body movements. And like, like obviously he was pretty driven before to be like junior Olympics. Right. And athletes. Right. Like that's not like just something you do in your spare time. right? (laughs) So he's clearly a really driven person. And like, I think, you have in your notes like how his progression from Papillon to yeah. now, like yeah. light just, years, light yeah, like, years. <laughs> like I, I want to. I, I will admit when I first got into like K-pop and was checking him out because I'll be, you know, I I'm Chinese, uh, Taiwanese, so I'm like a little bit more biased when I see like you know Chinese Taiwanese members, right? Like, it's like oh, 
And, you know, like, I, I really want to root well for them, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, I respect right? that, yeah. And I was just like, why is this solo stuff so, like, mediocre? But it but it grew on me, you know? Like, Papillon grew on me. And then, like, Fendi Man, the first time I heard it, I was like, what is this bullshit? But now I'm like, Fendi Man, Fendi Man, Fendi Man. It's <laughs> banger. It's like, what has become of me? But, like, but those things took time to, like, grow on me, right? But now it's just like, oh, he's just... Like his musicianship, his like abilities, which like you would hope to see growth, right? Like, but it's just, it's nice to see it so pronounced, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this this whole album, I think he's also mentioned has like it feels like a reset and the most the beginnings of like the most true expression of like who he is. Mm-hmm. And I like how he says he's not saying that you know what he had done before wasn't really him. It was just kind of this one part of him that was, you know, the him who was an idol at JYP, who was the rapper. And, you know, kind of having having that label, probably like sticking with him that whole time mm-hmm. until, you know, finally being free and finally right. being able to walk his own path and like express everything that he wants to. So I, I like that he, he doesn't necessarily say that all of that was just like fake it was just a different part of him. And mm. this one is kind of like getting closer to the truest part of him. I'm digging that so, so much. <laughs> um, just because it's something that many of us can relate to. With you yeah. have a facet of yourself that arrives at work. You have a facet of yourself that arrives amongst the outer layers of your, your associative circle. And the further you get in, the more and more that they know you. But acknowledging that PDM like you did I've been picking and prodding at this for the longest um I keep thinking of the seven of them and got seven and of the foreign member line the Ameritai Kwong line I'm wondering is he the most visible member at this point and I don't know if that's because I live in the United States and this album was right. made to appeal to us or is he actually the Beyonce or the Justin Timberlake depending upon how you want to interpret controversy of his group, you know, it's just, it's really been on my mind and it's really interesting to me. No, I totally don't think it's because he's the most like accessible to America. It's because he's worked the hardest. I'm not saying that Mark Twan and Bam Bam haven't worked, right? But like this man used to take six months to promote with God Seven and then six months to do his own shit. Like we haven't even talked about his like Side side hustle group, Pan the Pack, which was right, right, right. love you know? them. Like, and then his clothing line, and like he just does a ton of shit, you know. And he like, I mean, we're gonna talk about Mark Twan later, but like, <laughs> the difference in caliber, you, you they're not even comparable. They're not even in the same league, you know. So I don't like if you put in the work, it shows, right? Like, hard work never betrays. Well, until white supremacy comes in. But, you know, like, you know, like, it's it's just he's done the work. And I it, and admittedly, maybe he has better PR than like Mark and Bam Bam. But like Bam Bam was like, what, like, the, like super popular in Thailand. And like, just I don't know very much about him, but I think if I did, I would love him a lot, too. Right. Like, so because he's just like my kind of person. Um So I think he just clearly stands out because he's put in the work. Again, this is not saying the other people aren't working hard uh, or don't aren't talented or don't deserve to do well. But like he's 
clearly put in the work, you know. And in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I feel like with the other members, I feel like that progression is probably something we'll see in a few more years versus, you know, Jackson's worth at the the getting it all done in (laughs) a compact amount. Right. And that's why he's so tired, probably. Right. (laughs) Right? Because like, so I mean, I'm not saying there's a good way and a bad, like his way is better. It's just different, right? Like Mm -hmm. just a sharper trajectory. I like those outcomes. I like, I like the the wider scope of looking at it i cannot even remotely compare to his level of grind every time i do something i see new news about him and i'm like look the devil works hard but jackson wayne works <laughs> damn harder and it's just right. i'm i'm blown away by it but i also remember being in my 20s and pushing myself to those levels of extremes because there's a portion in the back of your mind is like i'm going to get too old and i feel like doing this i've got 9 years over him I'm in a business plan competition right now for my third business. I'm tired as hell just looking at the emails. So I I understand I understand the energy for the grind being in his 20s and so close to his 30s. But it, it springs up some other questions, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like also like, Michaela, you were saying how like, oh, he was trapped in that rapper image. And I feel like he tried really hard to like say like, hey, I'm a guy who raps. I'm not a rapper. He was clear right. as hell was about that. Yeah. I am a guy who raps. Like, it is right? a skill set <laughs> that you can learn, just like you can learn dance and everything. But he never played that role of, oh, yeah, I'm a rapper. Like, no, I'm a guy who raps. This yeah. is how they cut my check until further notice. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, and I appreciate that, you know? Yeah, which is why for me, going back to kind of got seven of it all, of if you do, like Nega Hamyun, like that song for me is kind of something that kept coming back in my mind, like seeing this album and seeing all his recent releases, mm-hmm. because it was that kind of like angsty, grungy image that you see in this music video. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him in that and like the the character that he plays in that music video almost kind of like feeling like, like it made me look at him different. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if it was because like this, that, concept and that that look was the closest to kind of like what he really wants to do and we we at least see it in the hair right like he still got that (laughs) we were talking off camera right the the very bleached washed out hair which could be a part of the character like we were talking about off camera it could be so we don't we're just getting introduced to magic man and i'm super loud and and vocal about my concerns about his his holistic well-being Mm. And that magic man aspect of him having this super washed out hair that makes him look very uh, depleted, that could be a part of of giving you all of what I can as this Jackson from 100 Ways all the way to this album, Mm. where now I need that to dismantle, I need that to come apart, and I need to vanish for a moment. So this Mm. could all be... A character. In some interviews, he has presented this facet of himself as a character of Jackson who he's mm. playing. So the hair could be part of character. Really could yeah. be. Also, it's very, it reminds me a lot of Blow, right? All the powder. I don't know if it's like Blow also for like Coke. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, <laughs> somebody has to stay up a certain way, you know, <laughs> like... And then also like cruel, right? All that fire burning, it's like ashy and stuff like that. So like, it well, not ashy in the sense of his skin, but like 
like ashen in terms of his skin, but like his hair, like there's like gray and blonde. It's all washed out. So I, I can see that, like it being connecting all these disparate songs together, mm-hmm. just visually. See, this just makes me feel bad because she said blow as in coke. And my brain is like, no, that's another letter that starts with C word. <laughs> I mean, we can blow that too. That's fine. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> my brain is in a very different place with the the things that are going on in that video. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's fun. And it's the magic of music, of course. And he's very aware of that, that there's no point in giving definition when people are going to interpret and reinterpret and misinterpret however mm. they feel. So it's just, it's dope. Like, this was one hell of a project. Yeah. Right. Is there anything else that we want to talk about and before we wrap it up and move on to our Daybok or not rapid fire? Can I just, can I have a fangirl moment for just 30 seconds? Oh, yes. Oh, the, floor, the floor is yours. Whatever you want. I don't even need that much. Jackson Wang. Jackson, I told you in 2018, if you want some, come get some. Jackson, you have got to stop playing with innocent people like this. Jackson Wang, I don't know what you think you're doing, but you need to back off. Jackson, if it's not an invitation, stop throwing it out there like it's a party. I can't take it, and other innocent people have not either. This album tried to choke hold all of us like a Popeye's biscuit with no honey and no water. I need you to back off. I need you to find a way to not be like this. But I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm, I'm very proud Popeye's of you. Popeye's biscuit. I can't think of nothing else that will choke you out without any regard more dangerously than a biscuit from there that is not received fresh. And that's all I had to say. I just needed a few seconds to get that off my chest. <laughs> oh, everyone else muted, so it's just me, the asshole on the line. Just I've been waiting to tell this man, like, stop these games. Sir. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Oh, I love this. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Blend me up like the chicken you eat in your stupid smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he do that to himself? <laughs> the look on Bam Bam's face when he saw that, he's like, why would you do that? Bam, bam, because everyone doesn't have the metabolism that you have, our skinny legend. Right. Speak on it. I wouldn't mind Jackson putting on just a little bit more weight again. No matter what he looks like, it's absolutely devastating. He's just a phenomenally gorgeous human being. But boy, there was a time when them thighs was thighing. So... It's just, it's just interesting. And I'm just going to mute myself now before no, no, I go no, on no. a tangent. No, Look, no. The listeners are used to me going off about sugar. <laughs> but, but see, so the thing, like... they're used to you doing that. <laughs> right. The more, the merrier, I feel. like. Uh, Jackson Wang's tattoos, though. Can we talk about his pretty tattoos? Yes, yes. The floor is yours, Virginia. They're just so pretty. Like, you know, like sometimes people have tattoos and you're like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> But, you know, it's your body. Do what you want. I, You know, but like Jackson's tattoos are just like, oh, those are so pretty. And right. it's like so artfully done. And it's like, oh, if I had ribs that nice, I would also tattoo my, I, I have a tattoo on my ribs. It doesn't look quite the same, right? Like <laughs> Mine does not. Mine definitely does not look like that. And I got a rib tattoo too. Right. Well, I'm like four and a half months pregnant. So I definitely don't look like that. <laughs> Let's just say, I was like, oh, that's, that's not going to age well, no. <laughs> that is not <look> good. 
But anyway, I'm done. I just, I just would, I just want people to remember his skin and how. Oh, that's the thing. Why, why is he always shirtless? And how can we get him to also be pantsless? <laughs> My laugh is too big to be on this microphone. I couldn't pierce Sean ears. I had to mute myself. I, you know, I feel like that's a great question because. When have we seen him in shorts since uh, he was in Big Bong? I'm sorry, Big Byung, let me say right. it correctly. Right. Like, he now hasn't been in shorts since the Big Water Bottle uh, concept group. So, I mm, I don't... Mm. Well, no, that's incorrect. We're wrong because mm-hmm. he was in shorts. Well, he had on uh, fitness I, leggings underneath that when they right. did the photo like of that, their debut the, again. Yeah, It doesn't count. I, yeah, fit, fitness leggings. You know, are nice. I there's that the, he's taking those like gym selfies, and you're like, hmm, the violence, right? You're like, why, why continue, but why? But I'm like talking like Taehyung in Vogue magazine booty shorts. Ooh, so we can yell, "Hey, gray shorts!" <laughs> out the window at him. That's that's what I want. <laughs> okay, I think I think we're gonna wrap up this segment. <laughs> I'll just stop now. Deadlock or not. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, maybe before before we wrap, maybe just talking about, uh, you know, because Jay couldn't be here. So I do want oh, to read her, her comments. She says for her, her favorite song on the, the track is Cruel, especially because of his Coachella performance mm-hmm. where he plays women like a guitar and yeah. it's just the sexiest thing in the world. Another thing about this com- was that Coachella performance. Because mm-hmm. I f- if we can just speak on that quickly, I feel like it's a great little pinpoint in the beginning of his career, especially when you talk about like his major push into the Western market mm-hmm. and how and performing at Coachella, even though it's like technically part of like the 88 Rising part of Coachella, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, this huge, like very, very like iconic music festival here oh, totally. in the U.S. The fact that, he started his set with a song we had no referential anything with mm-hmm. and made such a dynamic impression with that. Between Cruel and Dopamine, they are running parallel with each other mm-hmm. in terms of my favorites. But the mm-hmm. production on the album as a whole, but the production, there's just something stanky about Cruel that's just oh, irreplaceable. You've got this this guitar um, his reframe uh, at the bridge, it's just, he was singing his ass off. For him not to be a person who can, like, sing down for lack of non-urban AAVE explanation, um, someone who has a lot of prowess in singing, he was doing great vocal work on that song, and he was within his comfort level. It's it's just, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's a it's a good song. It's probably my favorite track told off the whole album. But uh, yeah, it's... You know what I found? Uh, I'm realizing that he's... I feel like he finally has figured out how to use his voice. You know, right. Because it's kind of like smoky, husky, right? I think my favorite song of his of all time is still probably Who's Gonna Drive You Home. Oh, I love this. Oh my God, I love that song. <laughs> That's always like in my top three or top five played songs of like 2021. 
Like, I just wore that track out on Spotify. Same, Uh, same. But it's like, but I feel like he's, he's really good at that kind of like desperate sound. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know how like Selena Gomez is really good at like sounding like she's always on the verge of tears. Oh, okay. You know, that on purpose. I learned something new. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh. But like Jackson Wang, he, I feel like he's finally figured out how to use the timbre of his voice, right? Like right. effectively. Right. And it's, I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Can't, so tour, question mark? <laughs> hopefully, it, It's hopefully. bound to happen. I mean, for crying <laughs> yeah, out loud, right. the man open. I mean, I understand there were other people on stage. Don't get me wrong at Coachella. But in my brain, Jackson opened up for CL. <laughs> 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 because he was before her. So the right, set right. had to deliver. So it's mm. it's it's bound to happen. This man has been all over, both individually and with his group. I'm I, you you can't convince me that in these visits when he's doing his promotions and marketing and whatnot, that they're not scoping out potential venues. It's just it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I had to break my promise about not going not buying any more concert tickets. It might not be <laughs> this year. Well, I'm going to have a baby next year. I can't go to no fucking concerts next year. <laughs> I mean, this is this is understood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but if he performs in Taiwan when I'm there, then I'll buy Taiwan tickets. There we go. See, that's unbeatable. You can't you can't beat that. <laughs> okay, right. So so wrapping up, some other stuff has happened in the world of K-pop <laughs> this this week. Um, so we're going to do a quick rapid fire debak or not and get our thoughts on those topics. So first, are we debak or not on Mark Twan's new album? <sighs> not. Not. And it pains me because we have the same last name. Yes, we're both I, Taiwanese. I'm, I'm also a not. What, can we, can, I, Virginia, I think you, you had a few <laughs> things that are really pointed as to like why we're in this corner. <laughs> I just don't understand how someone with so much money and like a pretty good voice and like experience in like a big K-pop group can have something so mediocre. Like it's just generic sounding. This, like, I, I can't tell whether he just has like bad taste. I don't know if he's surrounded by like, yes, men. I, yeah. I, I don't know if he just didn't pay enough money for people to make his songs. I don't know. I'm not a music, like a music artist. So I don't know. I don't think we were the audience. No, no. Okay, and Mm. I I think that's why it didn't appeal to us. We're solidly adult, and though he is as well, there is a level of of stuntedness that comes from being cultivated and raised in an entertainment company. Despite your family being involved, you are you are developed by JYP Entertainment. So there's Mm. some experiences that you're having that this is without a shadow of a doubt an emo album. We're not emo right now. Well, so I, it might connect if we were in a different place emotionally. No, right. no. Okay. I mean, okay, fair. But I I like emo music. I, I do too. But do you like nothing... recent emo or the stuff you were listening to when we were in high school? I mean, look, I'll listen to anything that makes me want to feel like slitting my wrist. Trigger oh, yeah, warning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, but this, is, this isn't even emo. It's like emo light. It's like, it's... <laughs> It's like the um, it's like the Lacroix of emo music, right? The the Lacroix of emo music. It's like someone, <laughs> someone who once felt emo once spat in some water and then made music, and that was Mark Twain's album. Like, 
Oh, that seems excessively mean. But <laughs> but yeah, sorry to the Mark Twan fans. It was not good. Got it. Okay. So let's let's move on to our last one. All right. So are we daybok or not on uh, Lee Suman leaving SM, allegedly? Oh, daybokida. Daybok. Uh, Nomu? Is, I, I don't, I don't know. Because I, I, I personally don't know a lot about the situation. I would say it's Daybok because, I, I don't know. I feel like he just kind of like was Kwanya. And then if he's out, then it's like now they're kind of forced to kind of do the thing that they were kind of pussying on on everybody to do. I, I don't know. It just feels it just feels like he's just like, hey, do this. And then he leaves. And then now everybody has to figure out what Kwanya is. <laughs> Partially true. More so like 70%. True, TBH, because, yeah, he did mm-hmm. manifest that. And they did in their press releases and whatnot on Naver um, earlier in the day of this recording were like, yeah, we didn't want him to leave because we still have projects that are in the pipeline. Uh, we've got groups that are preparing for debut and we just want his vision and whatnot, which I feel is just a really creative way of saying, you started this shit, don't you go nowhere. Exactly. But um, <laughs> that man has done a lot. He's gone from being an artist to exploring what the industry could be and and exploiting it to some degrees from being here in the United States when Michael Jackson was the thing to coming back and only running the label as the CEO for a very brief time, even though he is the face that we're most familiar with because it's named after him. Mm. But he's he's done his part. And his greatest wish was to see Girls' Generation be back together again for a final project, and they delivered on that. I feel like this is the time, and clearly so does he. And he's produced for others. Like, the fact that he loves Luna and did production for them. Right. He right. just wants to be able to step off, and he deserves that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if he wants it, then it's Debak. If he doesn't, and he's being like squeezed out, then it's not. <laughs> he but was I'm begging sure. for it. Yeah, so he I'm was sure begging. Like, yeah, other people with vision. So, like, otherwise, it's not a really good. It it can't last through generations, right? Like, right. It's time for Sonny to step up and take over the, the company, right? That's the best oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the probably that probably won't happen, but I would love to, I would love to see more women leading that that company. I mean, they they're already the backbone musically and creatively, but like actually being the face and the 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 ones really in the front. I feel like that would be that'd be great to see in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so moving on. Are we debak or not on Wano's concert photography? Ashley, can you explain a little bit more about this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pull that snort back in. It was about to go all over the place. <laughs> so uh, to keep this as brief as possible and to keep me from snorting in the microphone, thus destroying the entire experience for the lovely listeners, Mm-hmm. Um, Wanho has been on his tour, which for the most part has been fairly uh, successful. However, there's been an ongoing delay with the photography. And um, some people did receive their photos while quite a bit of others did not. And for those, <laughs> for those who did not, uh, they received them today or within the past 24 hours. And a filter has been applied to it that looks like comic book or a cartoon character design almost reminiscent oh, wow. of that uh filter that makes you look like a disney character no. and Ooh. people are flaming pissed <laughs> rightfully so 
because yeah. they paid for a particular outcome and did not get it. But it's absolutely ridiculous. And you have people looking in different directions instead of those who were responsible for the photography actually getting everyone centered and focused. It's no. evident that it was rushed and dismissive of oh, no. the fans' experience. But I ain't shit sometimes. So I've been in tears laughing. And I just really, I just, I really want to make this episode my opportunity to apologize to all of those fans because some of these pictures is dragging my ass right now on Twitter. I just can't. So I'm sorry for you all. I am. And, and they do deserve to have a better experience and at bare minimum have their funds uh, reimbursed because this, this yeah. isn't what they signed up for at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is hilarious. But I'm, I'm still saying this is a not for me. Because as somebody who who spent so much money to buy that Japanese photo book of him, like, naked in a bathtub, like, if that came to me with some corny filter on it, I would be, they would, oh, fires. Just that coal company just in flames. Because, no. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't put a filter on Woho. His, I mean, his, his body is his body for a reason. <laughs> He's got quite a body, I have mm-hmm. to say. I'm not keen on his face, but his body's nice. <laughs> like, put a bag on his head. It's fine. I'm sorry. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm a terrible person. He's ve- he's very sweet. And I would say that if you're going to pay that much money to, like, um, be in a photo taken by a professional for an idol, then you better be fucking in focus and they don't, like, try to hide their bullshit behind some cartoon filter like it's Ooh. funny for us on the internet because we didn't pay money for it we get right. to enjoy it for free right, right. but if i paid for it i'd be pissed off so yeah i would say not i'm gonna say not as well and just want to circle back on this because there's bound to be somebody in the world who listens to this clips out audio and be like see i told you don't she auntie that's not what it is <laughs> this is hilarious there's no denying that facts are facts they still need their money back right you can you can they can both be true at the same time. Absolutely. There can be more than one truth here. And the truth is, Wano just needs an OnlyFans. Let's fucking go. I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Stop with the shenanigans. Right? Like, who is this photographer? Who is taking these, like, booty shots of him? Or, like, these, like, <laughs> bless this person. <laughs> okay. Because it's rapid fire. Let's move on. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Next. Uh, are we debak or not on NCT 127, Two Baddies? <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. But from what I've seen, it seems, yes, debak. Okay. I, I am going to say it's debak. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with it. And I even said that line just incorrectly. Kurigo. It's debak, but I'm having a hard time with it. Um I, I got questions. Who are the two baddies? Is it me and one of them in the car? Or are they saying like, man, I'm too bad. Like, I'm too dope. So they just saying I'm a baddie and using the colloquialism incorrectly. I just, I've got a lot of questions. Or maybe they're saying too bad. It could be that. I did question that on Twitter. I just, I want clarification so that when I'm walking around as the senior citizen that I am singing this at the top of my lungs, I want to be able to answer for the cool kids who will judge me. Ashley, you really can't say you're a senior citizen because I'm actually much older than you. So. <laughs> we might be close, but not much. I'm not giving you the word much. Unless you got eight over me, it ain't much. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I can't remember who you said you were eight older than, but uh, I'm definitely... Nine older. Oh, nine older. <laughs> well, okay, close. 
I'm just going to be quiet on that one, but um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a day black because I can't wait to see this one in concert because <laughs> I, I did get, I was one of the few people who got tickets to the link in LA. Nice. So hopefully, hopefully they, they, I get to see this one in person and maybe it'll make more sense then. Yes. <laughs> you and your, the, the God smiled on your internet. <laughs> You know what? I, I I banded a few, like it was me and like three of the other guys in my office and <laughs> I commissioned them to help me get it. All right. So I guess next is Sulgi's A24 feature. Yeah, this is just me because, you know, I, as the, as the resident rebel of, of this, of this podcast, I have to, are we, are we Tebak or not on Sulgi's new solo? Oh yeah, it was Tebak. It was I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't, is this for a movie? Is this for an album? I think it's for an album. I'm confused, but I'm I'm here for it. Right. Okay. Also, Daybok. <laughs> there's there's no question. No. Like again, I my aesthetic is like dark and like you know grungy and like scary, but also with like I, I feel like there's like Sogi adds like a beauty to it because she is just mm. stunning. Yes. That is like the beautiful blend of, of aesthetics that I really love. Okay. Uh, are we Daybok or not on Black Peak's Shutdown? I'm Daybok. I have to admit, I'm Daybok. Yeah. Okay. I haven't heard it, but I'll just say <gasps> Daybok because it's more Black Peak music. <laughs> no, you know what? It's actually, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know if it would be as good if they didn't sample Paganini's La Campanella, but... I would argue that most songs, if they didn't sample something, wouldn't be that good. <laughs> so like, so I, I just really like it. I feel like it's a very, it's a Blackpink sound, but different enough, if that makes sense. Right. And you know what? Then I'm definitely Daybok. If it's if it's anything that's like moving away from the Teddy formula, and, and even if it's just a little bit, like if it's something experimental and not just the same, same Blackpink sound. Because we were we were passing around, I think there was like the edit of of, of Aaliyah's song with with Pink Venom, oh. and it was like <laughs> the, the rap sounded so good on that one. It's like if yeah. if Black Pink was again just not necessarily firing Teddy, like uh, he can be involved, but like if we if we just did something that was like different, it would make them shine so much more. Especially can now he, that they're like, can he be involved? Should he? Should he be involved? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I feel like it's not so much that the songs are bad in isolation. It's just that altogether, they all start sounding the same. It's like Taylor Swift, right? Like, <laughs> Cardigan's a good song, but that whole fucking album, I couldn't make it through because it was the same fucking 45 minute long song. So then it's not so good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like Cardigan in and of itself, great. So, mm-hmm. Um, all right, so are we are we Debak or not on SM Town returning to the U.S.? Oh my God, please! <laughs> Giselle. right? Yeah, so they all right, they recently Debak. just had SM Town in Japan, right? I believe. Wow. So, and it was it was the first kind of like big SM Town in in a while, and it was just with Girl Generation coming back and TVXQ performing together. It was just oh. it, it was the first time it really felt like. Everything, like it, it, it's it served not only like the the new like fourth gen, third gen fans, but also like the second and first gen fans too. Because oh, like nice. even even Kongta was out there on the stage doing his thing. <laughs> no, I so, really like SM Sound, so that it's all good for me. Right, and it's been right. Two thousand eight, right, was the last SM Town in New York. Oh, really? 
It's been a long, 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 long yeah. time. Oh. Yeah, and it's considering like how where SM has been in the past few years, it's so surprising that we haven't had one in the US recently. But oh, yeah. especially now, like with you know, the camp festival and you mm-hmm. know, KCON kind of seemingly pivoting towards like the Gen Z crowd. I feel like now is the time for us to have like a more diverse kind of K-pop musical festival here. Oh yeah. And so I feel like there's more, there's more, I don't know. I feel like there's less of the, the Mnet monopoly now. I don't know. But, but that's just, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I, I think it's beyond time. I can't imagine the financial overhead of bringing that many people here again. Oh yeah. So I'm fearful right? of the tickets. Yeah. I'm very fear, fearful for what the tickets could be. But man, I to see Girls Generation again, uh, they came for KCON LA at one point in time, and it was really, really awesome. But to see them again, and just any of the artists for that matter, possibly the debut of some of the rookies, it just it would be really exciting. But I can only imagine how much that's going to cost. Right. We, and we, we've talked about this on the show before, but like, you know, even though SM Town is or SM as a company is still like doing a lot of like really like major moves in the industry, they're still not necessarily like the strong company that they were before. Mm. Like they've lost blue chip status. So <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're like trying to sell shares to, you know, to to get I just they're, I'd, who who knows if that will actually happen, but it, I would love to see it. So I'm definitely debug on that idea. Not debug on the ticket prices, though. That actually reminded me that that's, that's going to suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All our wallets, man. 2023. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and last but not least, because this, this is something that was a big discussion in our Slack channel. Uh, are we debug or not on local getting married? <laughs> Because oh, Tuhasa? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're all so we're all speculating. That's that's the thing is though he's very like oh it was a it was an old friend from like back in the day that I grew up with, and so it's it's presumed we all presumed once it was like oh he's getting married it was going to be Tuhasa because they recently released this really like amazing collaboration like singles the where they just had the best chemistry in the world and personally I thought they were like already married and like had a and like had an apartment together and were about to adopt a dog <laughs> like like I got all of those vibes but it's it kind of seems like it's clear that he's not actually marrying Hwasa it's actually some other person which is okay but I mean it was right there <laughs> <It's> always <laughs> had been and we don't know you know if they ever dated or not and whatnot I just I I would have liked that, but it's not about us anyway. Right. Yeah, I think anytime someone finds someone who's willing to tolerate them 90% of the time, that's a great thing. Especially because last year we had Joy and Crush like announcing that they were they were dating. And before they had like done this collaboration, which was all about like how much Crush like loves Joy. And she's like oh. the, 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 what was it? The, the female lead of his music video. And so it was like, it was so cute to have that along with the idea that they're actually in a relationship. So to have to have Kwasa and Loco like have that and then also be married and like I don't know. Cause I cause I love like Hyanna and Dawn, how they're you know, I they have a very public relationship and are right. engaged and it's like, oh it's so cute. And it's it's a real, it's not like a fake relationship, which <laughs> is a lot of what K pop is. It's just us, you know, imaginary ships. <laughs> Or, or leaked relationships. Or leaked relationships, right. 
Not that I'm referring to anything recent. <laughs> JB, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> All right, I forgot. To, we we won't talk about that one. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, we, we covered a lot this episode. So let's 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 wrap it up. Guys, this was the our episode for the third week of September. Um so wrapping it up, let's let's promote the things and tell people where they can find you on social media. Starting with Ashley. You can catch me, your favorite foreign Korean music historian, exploring all the industry from A to Z at my podcast, A3 Day, which is for an album a day where I am exploring every single album in all of K-pop. You can listen to that at www.a, the number three, the word daypodcast.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter right with the A3 Day podcast handle. Okay, in Virginia. I'm Virginia. You can follow me on The Mandarin Mama on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, I'm the entertainment editor for Mochi Magazine, the longest running Asian American women's magazine. So check us out. And uh, yeah, that's it. And you can follow me at Michaela J K Pop on Twitter. You can follow all of the K Pop Cast crew at the K Pop Cast on Twitter. Again, all of us are in the Slack. So if you want to continue this conversation about anything we talked about, links again are in the description. Thank you guys for joining me and hearing me on this very Jackson magic adventure. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> yes, thank you. I I didn't even want to get into my like my. Tin Hat Theory about Blue actually being the redemption of him not being part of the, the Shang-Chi album. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> we, you know, allegedly he was supposed to be a part of that, but, you know, because of geopolitical reasons, he had to, to, to oh. not be part of that. Geopolitical reasons? Because, uh, you know, the, the CCP wasn't happy about that film. Oh, I mean, it's a terrible film, so I understand. But. Yeah, and so so it was so him pulling out of the project was pro- allegedly because of that, and uh, so but like the the visuals for Blue kind of like remind me a little bit of, uh, you know, scenes from that movie, and then also it like it almost feels feels like a song that could have been on that that you know soundtrack. But oh yeah, again, the soundtrack that's just, is good. That's just my theory. I, I thought it know. was a love letter to his fans. It sounded oh. a lot like a, I'm sorry, I'll make it up to you, to me. Ooh. Okay, I mean, that's probably what it was. No, I mean, it could be anything. This man has completely said, I don't give a oh. F what you think about it. Interpret it how you want. Like, he, he's serious. Mm-hmm. Am I back? Okay, well, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm